scripture memory verse tonight, Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, Philippians 4.4. Anybody else? I need that. I had it memorized. You got it? I did. Can you say it? So what we like to do is say the address, Philippians 4.4, 4, and then say rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, and then say the address again, Philippians 4.4. 4. That way it gets a little bit ingrained in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to say that when you're sharing it with people, but you can just say the Bible says we should rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. You want to try it out loud? You don't have to. I wasn't trying to put you on. Oh, I just say Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Philippians 4.4. 4. Great job, Rita. Anybody else want to try? Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Philippians 4.4. 4. Good job, honey. Anybody else want to try? Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice. Yeah, good job. Anybody else? Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Philippians 4.4. 4. Good job. Anybody else? That just leaves Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now notice that this is really like a command from Paul as he writes to the church in Philippi. So what's a command? Listen, a command in the New Testament, a commandment, is an authoritative prescription. That's what it means in the Greek, an authoritative prescription. You want a prescription, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. That's a prescription, is to have joy. Think about that for a minute. Have joy. This little bitty letter of four chapters that Paul writes to the church in Philippi. Listen, he is in prison. He is in prison while he's writing somebody else, telling them to rejoice over circumstances in life. He's, he uses the word joy or rejoice some 16 times. That's four times at least for each chapter of this book. And, and, it, and it's a command. It's not something that, that it, it, the children of God should be rejoicing. Listen to me. Rejoicing when things go bad. A prison epistle. Don't let your circumstances steal your joy. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Things are going to happen in life, but when you have the right perspective, a heavenly perspective, knowing that God is sovereign, that God is in control, that God has got this, that God knew it was going to happen, and now you can what? He didn't say rejoice over the death, rejoice over the pain, rejoice in the problem. He said rejoice in the Lord. Knowing your identity and that the Lord is on the throne and that he's working all things out for good, together for the good, for those who love him and are called according to your purposes, now you can rejoice. You can have joy. You don't have to giggle and laugh when somebody dies, but you, can, you don't have to have your joy stolen from you. When things go wrong in life because God knew it was going to happen. He allowed it to happen. And he wants you to come to the throne room and say, well, how do I react to this? What am I doing in this? What's the wisdom I'm gaining for this? What lesson are you teaching me in this? 
and you've maintained your joy. You guys remember when we went through, uh, we're going through 1 John, that the acrostic for joy is Jesus, others, and then yourself. So that's the way you're always supposed to be dealing with life. Well, what's Jesus? How would he deal with this? What's he saying about this? What's he doing in my life? He's already given his whole life for me. Now, why did he allow this to happen in my life? I can have joy in the Lord because of it, even though I don't like what's going on. That's a big deal because right now we have this pandemic. We have this crazy chaos going on across the world where the actual government who's supposed to be protecting and defending us, not just one, but the world governments, are all against the people. They're telling them to do something and forcing them to do things that are against God. They're against what you would want to do. Listen, the very fact that the, that the vaccine, I'm sorry, that the, uh, uh, the immunotherapy, the very fact that it has aborted babies or has been used with aborted babies to test it is enough not to take, a, take this shot from anybody. It's enough because there's more babies being killed, which we know God's a God of life, more babies being killed than people dying from COVID. Listen to me. It, it, and nobody's doing anything about that. But we have this pseudo-science trying to tell us that we're all going to be safe and we can normalize if we all do what they say. There is no new normal. There's joy in the Lord forevermore. There's joy in the presence of God. You can have joy because you know who God is. That's the perspective you need to have. No matter what the world does, they didn't give me this joy and they can't take it from me. They didn't give me my salvation. They can't take it from me. No matter what they say or do to me, they can't have my joy. See, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 2, 23 and 24. For the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy. See, when you understand love, you have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such, there is no law. There's nobody that can mess with that if your relationship with God, if you're fellowshipping in the light as he is in the light, and then you can have joy that's overflowing and full no matter what circumstances are. Circumstances have nothing to do with your joy unless you give them dominion over you. So Some people with every circumstance, every word, everything that happens changes their attitude in life. Listen, our identity is stored up with Christ. Our identity is with Christ. Listen to this. Rejoice means to be cheerful, full of cheer, calmly happy or well off no matter what goes on in the flesh because it's your spirit that's safe with God. Listen to me. And it says rejoice in. It's a preposition, the Greek preposition E-N. But listen, it means in and by and with. In Christ, if you're in Christ, you can have joy by his strength, his heavenly perspective, knowing that he's on the throne and can't nobody touch you. You're indestructible until God's finished with you. If it's going on, he's going to work it out for good. He's using it to get you across the finish line. And that should give you great joy to know that the God of the universe loves you. He's allowing you to go through it to give you a heavenly perspective so you can witness in it what the others need to know as you go through it. And some people have been through some crazy stuff. And with, the Greek preposition means in, 
by and with. You're, he's with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Rejoice in the Lord, with the Lord, by the Lord's strength, by his spirit. And the Lord, of course, is kurios, supreme in authority. And then it says always. You mean always? Yeah. It means at all times. Evermore. Don't let the circumstances of life destroy your joy. If you keep it in perspective, it's Jesus, others, and then yourself. And, but if, when you put yourself first, every circumstance is going to destroy. It's going to change your mood. It's going to make you mad, frustrated, discouraged. Or everything is against me. Don't, you don't want to live that way. And then he says, just in case you missed it, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established again. This is repetition. It means furthermore, on the other hand, again, he speaks and he says, rejoice. Same word. Be cheerful. Don't let the enemy steer, steal your joy. When we're having true fellowship with God, when we're surrendering, we understand that heavenly perspective, we know that that joy comes from the Lord. It's a fruit of the Spirit. You can't fake joy. You can't fake it. But if you begin to put Jesus first, then others, and yourself last, joy will be a constant part of your life, no matter what the circumstances are or where they're at, because you'll be in and by and with Christ, walking in fellowship. Where's your joy at today? Are you in fellowship with God? Are you in the word, prayer, and fellowship? Are you trusting Him? Joy. Next week, here's your memory verse for next week. We're just going to keep right on going. Philippians 4, 5. Look, let your gentleness be known to all men. The coming of the Lord is at hand, or the Lord is at hand. Again, gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness is another fruit of the Spirit. See, these are things we're supposed to be growing in, is the fruit of the Spirit. So next week, Philippians 4, 5. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Oh, what's that mean? Think about that. Write it down. Meditate on it. It's not just uh, only to the people that I like, only to the church, all men. Be gentle with them. The Lord is at hand. He's coming soon. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that we can rejoice no matter what's going on because we know you're on the throne of our life and you're working all things out for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So, Lord, help us to have joy in our life uh, because of who you are and because of your spirit. Uh, we pray you'd bless and give us a desire to memorize scripture and to trust you and to learn our identity. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.